We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, folks? Welcome to Striking Gold, your 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Network. My name's Rob Lauder. I cover the 49ers for all of you fine folks and my employees. Not my employees. What am I talking about? I wish I ran Blue Wire. Shout out to Kevin Jones, man. If you don't know who Kevin Jones is, former 49ers beat writer, ran into some uh, some troubles, got, got let go, had to move on, had to recover, had to regain. The dude creates Blue Wire. That's now worth millions and millions of dollars. But just a quick story for you. Um, hey, joining me tonight is friend of the pod, KP, also known as Kyle Posey of NinersNation.com. Those people that hate to watch the little man succeed. KP, how are you doing, bro? I'm doing great, man. Uh, off season, full off season mode, baby. So uh, it, is it just me or does does it seem like this February – just for like content wise, news wise, news the news cycle is just drier than usual or drier than it has been in years past. It is, man. It's it's because maybe I mean maybe this is fi- well. We're about to talk about why maybe people are still giving us reasons to talk, but I mean the moment the last offseason kicked in, you know, it wasn't. I don't remember how long it was before the 49ers traded up to the third overall pick. You know, everybody was talking about what the 49ers needed to do you know, where their first draft slot was. Then once they traded up to three, everybody knew what they were going to do. And there was just nonstop stuff. And now we're kind of like confronted with the only thing we can seemingly talk about is uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, Trey Lance, and anybody else who might be able to wander through the doors. So, but it does seem, you know, but like I said, maybe we were spoiled. Maybe, maybe that's why it seems dry, right? Just because, uh, yeah, I think of last off season, it was, 49ers this, 49ers that. And that was even before they traded up. And then once they traded up for the pick, it was everything 49ers central. Yeah, it was. It was. They were the shaker movers. Now, I I have to start the pod out with saying that I'm sure a lot of you have noticed that I have not posted a pod for, I believe, about a week and a half. Um, I 
decided on Super Bowl weekend, surrounding Super Bowl weekend, took a couple days off work, and me and a significant other and her friends from, uh, uh, you know, her friend and her husband from Tennessee, they flew to California. We went to a beach house in Oceanside. And when I say beach house, we rented it on Airbnb. We're not, we're not fancy. We're not bougie. Um, but it was right on the beach. Like literally you can see the beach. You walk three feet out the door. You're on the sand. It was fucking awesome. And you know, every, we all just went to sleep with the windows open because you can just get to be serenaded by the beach and that shit makes you fall asleep very quickly. And it was just awesome. It was awesome. That's where we watched the Super Bowl. We never even went out to eat. We ordered in everything because the place was so nice. Nobody wanted to go anywhere. And so that is why I have not recorded a pod in a while. So shame on me that I give myself a little bit of a, a pat on the back after a long season. Um, but since the last time we pod, and I'm just going to rapid fire this shit, uh, the Rams won the Super Bowl. That's cool. Uh, it was a great game. Uh, I know 49ers fans don't want to hear shit about the Rams, but uh, it's very hard not to be impressed with what they did, especially not be impressed with what Matt Stafford did throughout the playoffs. You know, it, you just – it was a bright and shining Super Bowl for dominant players. Matt Stafford, you, Matt Stafford, Staff you. Matt Stafford went off. We won't talk about his current storyline and what he's currently getting shit of because I don't want to get into that. Um, Matt Stafford went off. Cooper Cup went off, won the MVP if, and won a, like a historic wide receiver season, won the Triple Crown, Offensive Player of the Year. Like, dude, Cooper Cup, not fucking around. And then Aaron Donald took over the game, made the game-winning sack, and, and pointed to his ring finger like, give me this. Like, dude, I understand the 49ers fans don't like the Rams, but that is so fucking cool. Like, like that is legendary shit. One of the best defensive players to ever play in the game got the sack to seal the Super Bowl and then looked up at the crowd and pointed to his ring finger. Like, come on. I mean, KP, am I overreacting? <laughs> no, man. Aaron Donald, he deserved the, the Super Bowl MVP. There's no doubt about it. He was dominant. Um, it sucks that he didn't get it. It sucks that, you know, defensive players don't get that type of recognition, but – we all know. Like we know he's he is that guy. Right. I mean, that was just so damn cool. It was it was cool to watch, you know, and, and again, not trying to stoke your further hatred uh for the Rams there, 49ers fans. And moving on to another topic, so you're not seething. Uh Mike McDaniels, now head coach of the Dolphins. I am going to miss his press conferences dearly. That man was a gem, and I wish him nothing but the best at the mm-hmm. Dolphins. Hopefully he is not caught in the whirlwind of Whatever toxicity may or may not be going on over there, being paid to lose and whatever. Um, wide receivers coach Wes Welker, he's going over there too. He had family in that area, so that move made a lot of sense for him. Um, special teams coach Richard Hightower has been relieved of his duties with the 49ers, and he is joining the Bears for the with the same role. Uh, John Embry, tight ends coach, is also going to the Dolphins. Uh, he kind of through social media, I can't remember who posted it for him. Uh, there was kind of a little bit of stink about the fact that he was asked to take a huge pay cut, and it really ended up being because he was no longer going to be the assistant head coach. They asked him to probably step down to just be the regular tight ends coach and be paid uh, commensurate with what they would normally pay tight ends coaches because uh, former San Diego, not San Diego, L.A. Chargers – head coach Anthony Lynn is now joining the 49ers as the assistant head coach and 
that so that kind of instantly and you know at the time there was a lot of stuff going about around about minority hires and somebody threw out the fact i can't i really should remember who did it somebody threw out the fact that the reason the 49ers were letting go of Embry was because of uh race and then they hired anthony lynn so and the 49ers have never had any problems with a diverse staff so that kind of never stuck i mean kp you're black did any of that stick with you <laughs> no it was it was pretty obvious that that was going on it was something along the lines of hey we're going to do this we want you to do this is that okay and Avery was not okay with that and that's why he left i don't think i think the timing didn't help because that right. was right around the time when brian flores the whole brian flores lawsuit were in so oh my god the 49ers are doing this too like, <laughs> no uh, not so much um but again it it seems like it all got sorted out. I mean, like their 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 favored running back coach is black. Their defensive coordinator is black. They employed the first ever female uh, lesbian coach, right? I mean, like the the 49ers do not have any problem with diversity, and they're in fucking you know they have San Francisco in the name. Like if you're gonna throw something like that at the 49ers, that that's probably not what's gonna work, but. You know, I don't know anything. I could be completely wrong. It just it just never really felt like that had any legs. But, yeah, Anthony Lynn joining the staff. We haven't a chance to talk about that on here. I don't know, KP, in like, in like less than 60 seconds, you you spent a lot of time around around the Chargers as well. What does that mean to you? Like, what does that hire mean? Do you like it? Yeah, I mean, he's a guy who understands the running game. He's a guy who gets the most out of a running game. I would say that he's probably not a coach that you want making clock management decisions, but you can say uh-huh. that about Kyle Shanahan as well. So maybe he fits right in, if anything. Um, he's probably going to be a coach who, I don't want to say pushes back on Kyle Shanahan, but is is a veteran mind who Shanahan can lean on when he has questions that maybe he didn't have previously. Right. Yeah, and, and Kyle Shanahan has never seemed like – a coach that it's like my way or the highway, especially when it comes to his other coaches. I've never really heard that said about him, despite kind of like how smart we know he is and how intelligent he is. Uh, it seems like he's always really, really willing to lean on his other coaches. I know that Mike McDaniel said that he was kind of like by the end of his tenure with the 49ers, he was kind of like the Kyle Shanahan would basically let him come up with like the run game game plan for, opponents so obviously Kyle Shanahan didn't have any problem delegating so it's just it, you know it's cool it's a it's an immense amount of experience to bring into the building and uh, obviously you know Anthony Lynn likes to run the ball Mike McDaniels was the run game was the offensive coordinator slash run game specialist so it all kind of works it all kind of fits um now just in case you were unaware Jimmy Garoppolo is still on the 49ers um but it already seems like we have officially entered into the Trey Lance era because as of right now, all we are hearing about is Trey Lance and everybody's opinion on Trey Lance, including myself. I had to fire off a tweet about it because it just seemed a little ridiculous. And we're hearing reports about Trey Lance and whatever, you know, it's just Trey Lance right now and not very much about Jimmy Garoppolo anymore, just Trey Lance. And so, you know, just to run through a couple of reports, before we, me and KP kind of like way into it, you know, we kind of had the, the Jim Trotter report where he talked about the fact that Trey Lance was kind of always in play to, to start at certain points of the season. He was in play to start in the beginning of the season. Um, 
but he got injured during the preseason. Uh, he was in play to um, to start, obviously, during the middle of the season when he took over for Jimmy Garoppolo against the Cardinals, but he got kind of injured again, and it kind of forced them to throw Jimmy Garoppolo back into the lineup. Or at the very least, it forced them to not consider Trey Lance as heavily as they, they thought they would, and then obviously Trey Lance recovers again. And goes in you know at Levi Stadium against the Texans in a game that the the 49ers must win to make the playoffs and and does that and apparently and we'll talk about this real quick there KP um he was even in play to start against the Rams in week 18 in a winner go home scenario so i don't know man i mean obviously they're just reports they're not written in stone but it's interesting and that would have have written a very different storyline yeah, absolutely. Imagine that. So, rookie quarterback would be making his third career start in a must-win playoff game. And if they get past the Rams, his fourth career start is an actual playoff game. That That's pretty wild to think about that we were that close to it. And, and we all knew that at the time just because the way that they were describing Jimmy's thumb injury was he was going to miss, like, not just weeks, like probably months. Oh, I think I think I had you on here, and we were like, dude, this sounds like four or five weeks. Yeah, there was like no – We it seemed like there was no shot he was going to play. So uh, the fact that he was able to make it through the game and make it through the playoffs is probably uh, just a testament to not only his toughness but also the drugs that he was receiving. <laughs> um, but, yeah, just this whole season, the what could have been, I guess, is the easiest way to put it. Um, and Trey Lance is a big part of that, whether it's – Starting from the, out of the gate, starting in the middle of the season when they were slumping, starting in the final in the final game, or if if Jimmy were to if his thumb didn't hold up um, at any point during those times, it was pretty crazy, man. Right, yeah, and so it's just it's just cool to think about how differently that season could gone with just the smallest differences in in the way it shook out. Like after the Cardinals game. Um, you know, it, or, you know, after the 49ers started three and five, you know, there were a bunch of little moments. And, and after that three and five start, Jimmy Garoppolo's play started to improve a little bit. And that kind of held Trey at bay and Trey Lance got a little hurt against the Cardinals. So that kind of meant that, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo felt like he could play and he was going to play. And, and, you know, there's just all these little tiny things that, that kind of held, that created the season we saw, but it seems like it could have been, could have easily been much different. And the next thing, little report we're going to talk about is from uh, Matt Mayoko's 49er stock. Uh, make sure you check it out. Obviously, it's Matt Mayoko. You know you're getting the absolute uh, best. Um, he had a co- cool conversation with Peter King. And Peter King is a cool guy. He's an interesting guy. Uh, he spends time with every team. He does a great job covering the NFL. He's been doing it for longer than I've been alive. And he basically summed it up, like kind of just – highlighted the gravity of the situation like Trey Lance. And I love the way he worded this. Trey Lance is going to be handed the reins of a top four NFL team, a, a you know, a final four team in the NFL, which when you say it like that, it's like, damn, like <laughs> no pressure. Uh, 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 I write a, 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 a slightly more experienced rookie quarterback is about to take over a team that by some accounts should have won the NFC championship and gone to the Super Bowl. And I have my doubts about what the 49ers would have, would have, would have been able to do against the Bengals with the way the Bengals played the Rams. Um, and you know, the, the end, the difference there was the Rams had a Stafford to overcome the fact that the Bengals rush defense was fucking phenomenal. 
Um, whereas the 49ers have a Jimmy G. So anyways, um, so he's taken over the reins of a Final Four team, but but Peter King was quick to say that he believes that Kyle Shanahan isn't sweating and truly believes that he has a good quarterback. And, and like he's he's confident in what he saw this offseason and throughout this season from Trey Lance, that he's not sitting there, you know, worrying about what could have or should have or, or done. Now, that, that doesn't remove the, the, the X factor of the fact that Trey Lance is an unknown quantity replacing a very known quantity. But and then Peter King kind of kind of left off with saying that he would not be surprised if Trey Lance in 22 was better than Jimmy Garoppolo in 21. And we kind of mentioned this real quickly before we started recording. I mean, is that a proclamation to you or does that kind of is that what you expect? Man, so all we do is talk about wins and losses when we talk about Jimmy. So if it's that simple, we're, we're essentially expecting what the 49ers next season to be a double-digit win team or else is a disappointment? Is that pretty much what it comes down to? Because for whatever reason, <laughs> when we talk about Jimmy, it never comes back to, like, stats or what he's doing on the field. It's just, like, a team thing. So uh, that'll be uh, – I'm fascinated to see where the direction of the conversation goes when we're talking about the quarterbacks, when we're comparing the quarterbacks, because inevitably that's going to happen. Like, how is Trey compared to Jimmy? Especially um, – so one's 21, or he's, he's, let's say he's 22 next year. He's not going to be treated like a 22-year-old, and, and that's already not fair, but um, that's going to happen, and I'm sure everybody's well aware of that. Right, and I mean, if you just purely compared stats, and, and what's funny is is you make a good point in the fact that there so much was made about you know the very minute statistics and, and very specific statistics that kind of favored what Jimmy Garoppolo does. And when you look at his stats, I mean, 3,800 yards, 20 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. Like, that is just good enough to keep you afloat in the NFL. You know, like, he didn't do anything that was, like, phenomenal. I mean, his yards per catch was the highest it's ever been um, or the highest it's been in a while, you know, with a, with a bigger sample size. But it's... You know, you always talk about, you know, like you said, wins and losses. But then when you look at Jimmy Garoppolo's stats, they're not anything like wow that are going to wow you whatsoever. And then you jump over and just two games that Trey Lance had. Now, obviously, we're not making any any big big jumps about that. It's such a small sample size. But in in that amount of time, Trey Lance had five touchdowns, two interceptions, six hundred and three yards. I mean, you go back to his most recent start against the Houston Texans, and yeah, it's the Houston Texans, but. Nobody was necessarily taking the Houston Texans lightly in that scenario. They just absolutely worked over the card or the Chargers the week before that. And Trey Lance goes in there and puts up complete 70% of his passes for 250 yards, two touchdowns and an interception. And there should have been a, a third touchdown in there on the ground, but it was it was called back due to a holding play. So I mean even then, all you heard was, well, they only scored so many points in the first half. Like that was never the case. We were talking about Jimmy. It was it's, no, it's wins. It's already happening. Yeah, it's just wins. So when you're if you want to compare statistics or or even not even compare, just bring up Jimmy's Garoppolo statistics. There's not a whole lot going on there to, to just like hang your hat on, unless you really go digging through everything, searching for the stat that that makes Jimmy Garoppolo look like a king. So, I mean, it it is what it is. But and then the last report we had was. 
Jay Glazer just saying the 49ers are like enamored, which enamored just means they're they're all about it. They are completely sold on what Trey Lance has shown them. And, you know, like, I, I guess they should be. They kind of traded a lot of picks for them, right? If they weren't, that <laughs> would be an issue. Right. Um, right. I mean, people always, they, whenever we'd say, you know, when his teammates or when the coaches would say this, this or that about Jimmy, we would say, what are they supposed to say? And this is no different. Like, what are they supposed to say? They traded multiple first round picks. They just watched him practice against their defense for a year. And a good defense, too. Yeah, a very good defense. If they weren't enamored with Trey Lance after a year, there would be some big time issues. I imagine there would be some giant buyer's remorse. I would go as far to say as maybe those Tom Brady rumors, maybe whoever other quarterback they would be potentially dealing with um, would be a lot stronger. Those whispers about, you know, a different quarterback besides Trey Lance would be coming in. But, yeah, I would say it'd be a a pretty big issue if uh, these reports weren't happening. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But now, I mean, as far as a rookie quarterback goes, and let's not even, you know, especially rookie quarterbacks in Trey Lance's position that hadn't played, you know, there's obviously a very valid school of thought that would think, you know, since Trey Lance hasn't played much, it would benefit him to just jump jump straight in and start playing it. And I could definitely see a lot of merit in that. But then there's also a school of thought that says, you know, there's a lot to gather in Kyle Shanahan's playbook. There's a lot to see when it comes to NFL speed and what it p- takes to prepare like a pro. And from kind of that perspective, I feel like Trey Lance, his his first year in the NFL couldn't have gone much better in terms of the things he was exposed to, uh, the, the action he still get to see, you know, ending on a pretty important and um, – you know, kind of emphatic win against the Texans, doing his thing, showing showing clear improvement from the loss against the Cardinals to the win against the Texans. And even the loss to the Cardinals came down to the last drive. So, you know, and he got to sit behind Jimmy Garoppolo that took this team, you know, along with the rest, uh, you know, all the other standouts 
the defense, the running game, the, you know, and weird to say the special teams there at the end. He got to see all this happen in the flesh and watch his team and, and the way everybody handled going all the way and just barely falling short of the Super Bowl. You know, depending on the way you think of what a rookie quarterback should be doing, you know, that that's a pretty beneficial season for him. Like, you know, there and, and I don't feel like Trey Lance showed us anything in his very limited action that would make you nervous about going into next season. Like, I, I, I mean... I felt pretty encouraged. I feel like, you know, he got it, – it just – my point being, he had a pretty beneficial rookie season, but somehow people are still finding a way to say that Trey Lance isn't ready. Like, where would that determination even come from? Just – what? I mean, it's not even media because nobody's really down-talking him in the media. It's It has to be their own personal preference or – I, what I see a lot of lately is, you know, pump the brakes, which, again, never happened on the other side of the coin. Um, it's it's difficult to describe, and we're just scratching the surface. Like, imagine <laughs> once they start Don't say playing that. the games. Imagine right. once he has an interception or once he just does something that maybe Jimmy could have done or maybe that Jimmy has proven that he's able to do. It's, it's going to get ugly. <laughs> Right. Well, and, and here's my thing, and, and hopefully I don't rant for too long, but and, and of course, the one more, the, the, the loudest voice that said Trey Lance isn't ready is Joe Montana, who is not a talent scout, who's not a scout. He's a former NFL absolute legend quarterback. Definitely not taking anything away from Joe Cool. Like, that's not what I'm doing here. But it's not his place to even know if Trey Lance is ready. And of course, the veteran quarterback that was supplanted by the younger guy wants the 49ers to stick with Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, of course he thinks that that's what he wishes the 49ers would have done back in the day with him and Steve young. And, you know, it, it just, so to me, if anybody's going to, going to back that stance that say, you know, Trey Lance isn't ready. My pushback is Trey Lance is, is ready as any first-time quarterback, or I want to I word that very specifically. Trey Lance is as ready as any first-time starting quarterback, a quarterback that is, that is assuming the starting role, the guy. Trey Lance is as ready as any quarterback in that position could be, period. Like, there's no, uh, you know, you could point back to his inexperience in college, but in my eyes, a lot of that experience was kind of wiped away by getting to spend an entire rookie year figuring all this shit out, playing in practice against an NFL starting defense and playing in a couple NFL games, two and a half, if you want to be exact. And he's had experience and that experience and that moment did not seem too big for him. And I don't see how Trey Lance is not any more ready than any of the rookie quarterbacks that started this season. Yeah. You know, Mac, Mac Jones, um, Justin Fields, um, Trevor Lawrence, and none of those guys certainly blew the doors off. They all had their little moments here and there, but there, there's nothing out there that tells me that Trey Lance isn't as ready or more ready than those guys when they took the reins. Because you're looking, you got to also account in the, in the entire season that Trey Lance just got to observe. And and there's and even if you want to take another step back, there's nothing even saying that Trey Lance has to be ready right now. He's got an entire off season worth of homework 
worth of working with certain individuals that are going to improve his game, uh, an entire off-season program, an entire training camp to work through, a preseason. And and there's plenty of members on the team that aren't ready right now. And, and But even then, I'm just not even buying it. Like, the next step for Trey Lance is to do what he's doing. You trade three first-round picks for a guy – you get he get you got the benefit of sitting behind a decent quarterback all season at the very least a quarterback who knows how to work and make his way in the NFL and uh, now he's the guy and he's going to have the benefit of an entire offseason program and the next step is to go through all that and play NFL games and develop and if you think that me saying Trey Lance is going to develop is somehow admitting that he's not ready then you're just ignorant and you have no idea how this game works at any level so I just don't understand what, why anybody would think that Trey Lance isn't ready when he's in exactly the position he should be in, and the only thing remaining is to him go through this offseason program and training camp and then go out and prove on the field what he can do. Like, what else? That's the fucking NFL. That's what every player does. Why is it any different for Trey Lance? I don't know. Sorry, man. What do, what do you think? No, it's not. It's it's bizarre just because he's 21. So he, he's going to get better. You said two and a half starts. And every time he was on the field, the more he played, the more comfortable he got. You, you, you talked about the Cardinals game, the first start. Like, that was as raw as it gets. And at the time, the Cardinals were the best team in the NFC. They had the best record. They had the best home record. That was when J.J. Watt was still – or, yeah, J.J. Watt was still playing, if I remember correctly. And that defense when J.J. Watt was on the field was as good as it gets. Like, they were tops in the league. And – he was a fourth down conversion away from converting. So um, they were right in the thick of things. And to us to think that that's the best version of Trey Lance's we'll see, or to think that we won't get a better version of Trey Lance feels pretty freaking naive. And the more reps you get, the more time you work with other players, the more time you're in the building preparing as a starter, it just goes a long way. And, and I don't know if there's a way to quantify that. And maybe that's the difficult part about it where people, you know, you, you can't see these things. So naturally you're thinking, well, it's not going to happen, but um, it's, it's so painfully obvious when you watch him that you know, he is going to take this offense to another level. And when we're t- just way back, when we we're talking about it, it's, is he going to be better than Jimmy was like as a rookie, maybe not, but, Maybe by year three, even I, I don't think it's even a question. Well, and the fact that you even we even consider the fact that he could be better than Jimmy Garoppolo tells you why they're moving on from Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, like seriously, like this. So they they have the fourth highest odds to be the Super Bowl champions next year. When when Mayoko said that, like he's inheriting a Final Four roster, that is real. Like they are stacked in a lot of areas and a lot of areas happen to be on offense that we weren't able to see because Jimmy couldn't hit the throws. And as, as much as, you know, as the exit interview part where, you know, a lot of the feel good parts, we, that glossed over a lot of what we saw the day before where it should have been better. Like they should have been, there should have been plays where they made, but um, yeah, I, I would be surprised if Trey doesn't put up, you know, better numbers statistically, and that includes, you know, rushing and scoring touchdowns on the ground. But it, um, I, I'm pretty excited to see what he can do, knowing that guys like Brand Ayuk will take, be able to take their games to another level. With well, 
It was interesting you mentioned the Rams game for the 49ers because I felt like the Rams game against the the Rams did to the 49ers what the Bengals were doing to the Rams in in the Super Bowl. The the Rams finally got did their fucking homework and they were completely stifling the 49ers run game and it was going to come down to the quarterback. The Bengals did the exact same thing. They had absolutely bottled up the Rams run game. And it came down to, could Matthew Stafford deliver? And he delivered without Odell Beckham out there, too. Which is fucking heartbreaking, by the way. Jesus. Yeah, the dude. Yeah, I mean, the dude. And for those of you out there rolling your eyes, go look at the clip of Odell Beckham running all the way over to the 49ers sideline to find Debo Samuel and, and talk him through their loss to the Rams. Like, whatever you're preconceived notions of Odell Beckham and I'm and I'm just as guilty as somebody else I've seen a lot of dumb shit from him at times but I mean he he may be a little different than a lot of people think he is and and, you know watching him cry on the sideline as his team won a ring without him because he tore his ACL in the game it was ACL right yeah yeah you know it's just an incredible story but anyways it got to the point where the Rams needed their quarterback and Matthew Stafford delivered and he made some throws, and and obviously it it doesn't hurt when you're throwing to Cooper Cup, but don't give me that shit because Jimmy Garoppolo's throwing to Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, and George Kittle, and they needed their quarterback to deliver, and he did, and it was impressive, and it was it was like a mirror of what happened to the 49ers against the, against the Rams, and Jimmy Garoppolo couldn't really deliver, and if you go and look at those scenarios, the offensive line was kind of crumbling in front of Jimmy Garoppolo. Wasn't doing him any favors, but then go plug in Trey Lance into that just that same situation, just for fun. I'm not trying to make a proclamation or determine how the whole game would have went with Trey Lance. Just in those scenarios where the offensive line is kind of getting their ass kicked by one Aaron Donald, and and look at those plays and say what might have Trey Lance done on this play, and maybe that'll get you excited, you know, because Trey Lance is definitely going to add another element. And obviously, we can't talk about Trey Lance without mentioning. Um, the 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 clips that Javier Vega on Twitter uh, got a hold of from the 49ers practice. And I don't know where these were from, and I'm not even sure how much stock to put in them, but I've just decided that I'm going to enjoy cool things. And those clips of Trey Lance throwing the football in practice looked fucking awesome. And they are not normal throws. And that dude looks like he is just running around that practice field with some swagger, slinging that thing, sidearming it, throwing around defenders, throwing it over defenders. And I was impressed. Now, am I saying that that's the Trey Lance we're going to see? No, it's practice. You know, quarterbacks try that shit in practice, whatever. But I don't know, man. What did you see? What do you think when you saw those? Yeah, I think what the takeaway is there is when the offensive line breaks down, he is a guy that will be fine. Like he will be able to escape the pressure. He's going to be able to keep his eyes down the field. And yeah, they're practice reps, but we saw that in the game too. So Right. I mean, every his mobility will be will be able to take this offense to another level. And I think that's important to to point out. Just because athleticism kind of transcends, you know, inadequate offensive line play. So there are going to be plays where the best athlete on the field, which more often than not is the defensive linemen, are going to beat your interior linemen. And when that's the case, you need a guy who back there who can make plays. You need a, ba- a guy back there who might not 
I guess in, in Trey Lance's case, he doesn't have to make the perfect read. He doesn't have to make the right read. But if he can buy more time, all that does is give your wide receivers more of an opportunity to make a play. So it, it, in a team sport like that, when you can just buy more time, create more time, um, your offense is going to go to another level. And I feel like plays off script is what the 49ers were lacking this season. And that is where th- this offense is going to go to another level. Well, that's kind of what what those videos made me think about is the fact that, like, we it got to a point for the 49ers this season where like a ten play touchdown ten ten play touchdown drive wasn't really an anomaly anymore. And if the 49ers were gonna score, that it was usually how they're gonna do it. It was gonna be a kind of a long methodical drive, or it was gonna be Debo Samuel breaking free for some crazy play. But for the most part, we were just used to the 49ers having these longer methodical drives, and you know they move right down the field and score. But to me, it's like there's like gonna be this passing of the guard and the way the 49ers work now obviously Kyle Shanahan's still going to want to run the football but to me like when you've got Trey Lance back there it won't surprise me at all if those 10 plays drives start becoming like five play drives because you know the 49ers are moving down the field Trey Lance get pressured he rolls out and throws a bomb to Brandon Ayuk who got free in a scramble Jill and then they're scoring you know like there's going to be a lot of drives that we used to take in five ten minutes um, now all of a sudden are two and three, and because you're you're just these explosive plays that we're kind of just not used to seeing. You know, maybe fifteen yard gains start becoming twenty five yard gains. You know, like uh, Trey Lance is just going to be rolling out and throwing a bomb. You know, escaping pressure, throwing a bomb, um, escaping, running for big yards, and these are all things that we pretty much never saw with Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, Jimmy Garoppolo actually, in, in, you know, he showed some pretty good pocket awareness this last season. He was able to get out of some stuff every now and then. Um, but, I mean, you're talking about it at a completely different level of working outside the framework of the offense. Like, Kyle Yeah, Shane, we saw, like, think of know. the Cowboys. I think it was the Cowboys game where there's pressure, Jimmy climbs a pocket, and he flips it to Kyle Juszczyk. The difference here <laughs> – would be there's pressure Lance boots from the pocket. Like he doesn't just run up it. Or even if he climbs the pocket, maybe he holds onto it and that's a 15 yard gain. Or maybe he rolls right and he sees, as we saw in those clips from Javi, he sees a receiver down the field. And now instead of a six yard gain, it's a 16, it's a 26. So yeah, the explosive play matter is, is big time here. Yeah. And it's just like, how could you not be excited for that? And, and why, when thinking about all the things that Trey Lance could bring to this offense, why would you land on he's not ready? <laughs> like how lazy could you possibly be? Like, and, 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 and who are you? Joe Montana wasn't ready the first time he stepped on the field. Like it's just how it works. Like that dude got benched for Rudy Rudiger at Notre Dame. Like what are we doing? You know, like why is this even a thing? And I understand it's the off season. We're going to have to wade through this bullshit and I get it. Um, but you know, and, and we're not acting like Trey Lance is going to go out there and be the next great thing. It's essentially his rookie year where he's got a little bit of experience under his belt and there's going to be a learning curve. You know, Jimmy or Trey Lance is not going to be as good as kind of the standard by the book quarterback stuff as Jimmy Garoppolo was, you know, the getting the ball out super quick, you know, finding that one read that you're already confident is going to be open and just boom. Like Jimmy Garoppolo had his, had his pluses, but there's gonna like we were just saying you're you're taking that like kind of you know the 
cookie cutterness that Jimmy Garoppolo brought to the field, which sometimes was nice. The 49ers could just move the field and, and do their thing, and Kyle Shanahan's offense was was operating as it should. But then how many different times have we seen highlights where Jimmy Garoppolo was missing anybody wide open past 15 yards? And often. Right, often. And and you how many, you know, we've we've broken down Kyle Shanahan's body language so many times and and that's what Trey Lance is going to bring. There may be times where Trey Lance makes some dumbass decisions. You can expect it. He's a young quarterback. But there might also be times where he freaking rolls out and throws a 45-yard rope to Debo Samuel who makes his man miss and scores. And that is not a throw Jimmy Garoppolo is making. Okay? He can throw it that far. But the trajectory of the ball is going to be nothing like what Trey Lance did, and it, it's it was weird that people like were having trouble appreciating that. And I'm like, dude, have you ever thrown a football 45 yards on a rope? You haven't because you can't. It's insane, and and it, it changes the entire makeup of a defense. They don't have time to correct anything while the ball's in the air because it's not in the air. It's, it, I mean, it is obviously, but it's on a rope, so it's like. I just I'm really looking forward to just how different this offense is going to be, bro. That's really all it comes down to. Yeah, I think they're going to be able to be better on the ground just because teams have to honor him rolling out. Teams have to honor every level of the field. If if you just watch whether it's the Cardinals, whether it's the Texans and even a little bit of the Seahawks, Shanahan his aggressiveness went to another level, not just from fourth downs, which does matter, but he also went to another level as far as his aggressiveness calling plays down the field, throws down the field. And I think that was my biggest takeaway where, oh, we're not going to see like a dink and dunk type of offense. We are Brandon Ayuk would appreciate it. Yeah, we're going to see maybe throws where we saw in the Rams game, the NFC Championship game, where Jimmy goes one, two, three, throws that deep fade to Brandon Ayuk outside the numbers. Maybe those are going to be the norm in this offense now. So that was so weird, bro. The fact that that was so weird. That it happened. It worked too. <laughs> I know, and it was weird. It's like, what are we? What was that? Like, did yeah. they just throw it down where's the sideline? It, where's this been? <laughs> right, and and Trey Lance gets to do that shit all the time. And who gives up? Uh, who cares if they're all complete or not? The threat of just doing the damn thing will have an impact. And the 49ers <laughs> never did that. Yeah, it'll be interesting, man. I, I think I think what we're used to seeing from Shanahan in this, this offense over the past couple of years, I don't want to say like night and day, like they're going to have a complete makeover, but just the passing concepts alone will be so much different. Like they're not going to live over the middle of the field. We're going to see isolation routes on the outside, and that's not something we're used to seeing, um, which again, like it feeds into the hands of guys like Brandon Ayuk. Well, and, and I'm, I'm expecting – I don't even really want to predict because the last time I predicted was Brandon Ayuk season and he ended up coming on pretty strong, but you know, he didn't end up getting that 1400 yard mark that I thought he would, but whatever. Well, we won't talk about that. Close. But I know man. Close. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was 500 yards off 500 and something. Um, but it's, it's just like, man, like, I mean, you look at some of the interceptions that some of these kind of aggressive quarterbacks threw. Uh, you know, look at Matthew Stafford's stats in a very similar offense. And he threw a lot of interceptions, but he also threw a shit ton of touchdowns. And, you know, he just brought – Matthew Stafford brought a, 
you know, a volatility and an explosive volatility that offense. Yeah, he'd throw picks, but he would also throw hella touchdowns and he'd make hella plays. And I'm kind of expecting the same thing from Trey Lance. Like, yeah, he's going to throw some interceptions. He's aggressive and he likes to push the ball down the field. But he's also going to create plays that the 49ers haven't been creating for years. You know, like, okay, play man coverage and turn around and run with your guy. I'm going to go ahead and take this ball and run it 20 yards upfield, and then let's do it again. And, you know, if and that's just pure running ability. And then, you know, there's everything, the fact that his, his arm is just ridiculous. And it's just like everything's about to be so much different. And it's just so disappointing that rather than focusing on the excitement of the that we finally get to see what Trey Lance is going to do in this offseason, we're running around going, he's not ready. Like, stop. Like, get that shit out of here. Like, the it's Trey Lance. Like, this is this is Trey Lance's team now. And the only thing that's going to stop that is fucking Tom Brady. That sounds like the internet, man. Just focusing on the negative, focusing on what this 21-year-old won't be as opposed to what this 21-year-old will be. It almost has gotten to the point, I don't mean to interrupt you, but it almost has gotten to the point where thinking positive, like you and I just kind of spoke, is like weird. Like, it's like almost like not welcome. You know, like heaven forbid we just like think we're impressed with what we've seen from this player and we think he's going to do well with – uh, a season's worth of experience and a full off season as a starter. Like, man, sorry. Like F me. Yeah. That shouldn't be frowned upon. That shouldn't be. Um, I guess it should be the norm that we were talking about. Oh, this guy who is a rookie is probably going to be good because he has a rocket arm because we see this mobility because we see he can make plays off script and for whatever reason, it's like, whoa, 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 <laughs> 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 not so fast, man. Like, come on, it's it's okay to be optimistic. It's okay to talk about rookies in that type of light. You know what one of my favorite Jerry Jones quotes was? And I'm not going to quote him specific, like exactly, but did you watch Hard Knocks this year with the, the Cowboys? Or I did. Did you see that press conference towards the beginning where he said, you know, it's it's a good world to be positive and to be a little bit naive. You know? Oh, yeah, that was the, one of the very first episodes, right? I think yeah, it might have been the first one. And 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 I completely understand what he's saying. Like, you can choose what world you want to live in. And and one of those worlds may be right and wrong, or or somehow there may be this little thing called minutia and context in a gray area where you know you tend to wander and and he, he was just saying, like, hey, I choose to be positive, and maybe that's naive at times, but it's a better life. And that kind of hit me. I'm like, man, it's seriously, like it's not necessarily about being wrong, it's just how you're choosing to look at something and and I choose to look at the fact that Trey Lance finally gets to come in and do his damn thing as an exciting time. And I am excited to watch his rookie struggles and watch how he handles interceptions and bad plays. And, and you know, and, and it's like, damn. That's like, the fun part. Uh, right. Why is how that they so... deal with um, adversity. Right. And that's yeah. why Jimmy was who Jimmy was, just because, like, what he went through, like, not a lot of quarterbacks do go through. And he never really flinched. He never really wavered. So I think he does deserve credit for that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I just, you know, it's just disappointing that people can't kind of like rally behind a player. And I'm sure there will be plenty of that. You know, once we start getting into training camp, all the reports of all the cool shit Trey Lance is doing and those cool nifty videos that the 49ers social media team puts out and all that stuff. And, uh, you know, there'll be plenty of positivity. But it just right now seems silly that, 
Jimmy Garoppolo already said his fucking goodbyes, folks. Like, he knows he's he's out the door, and they're currently talking through what teams he wants to get traded to, and that's the way it is. And and, and now it's time to see what this this twenty one year old quarterback can do. And and I'm excited about it. And I don't I I guess I'm just a little surprised that more people aren't. You know, I, I think know. they are. I think this is probably you know the the loud major the loud minority. I guess is what right. You would call it just because people know when you give up that type of capital for a player, you are going all in on that player. And in this case, the 49ers are pushing all of their chips to the middle of the table when it comes to Trey Lance. So they need him to be good. And when that's the case, you would think, again, our tone is would be so much different that it, it's not going to be a surprise if he does turn out to be that guy. So, yeah, I think the excitement is the right word. Um, but again, I think I'm more interested just to see how he's treated, whether it's game one, whether it's game 12, whether it's whether they do make the playoffs. What if they don't make the playoffs? What if they go three and six? They start the season three and six. They're like, oh, uh-huh. <laughs> it, it can go a lot of different directions. And I think that's that's probably the best story storyline for me. You putting any uh, stock into this Tom Brady shit? Uh, I mean, it's. I imagine when you're Kyle Shanahan and you hear the name Tom Brady instantly, you're like, oh, we need that guy. Like we want to get our hands on that guy. So there's always going to be, you know, a slight thought of bringing him in. But think again, they just traded a lot for Trey Lance. And you'd have to trade more for Tom Brady. (laughs) Yes. Maybe, um, maybe that involves moving Trey Lance. We'd be like, "Whoa, here we go!" Like for that. <laughs> so, man, I, I, I don't. I, I just think that you know, again, that they're so far, so far into this Trey Lance thing that, um, just Brady. Like, if you wanted Brady, twenty nineteen was the time to get Brady. So, not, not really buying it. How about you? Do you think that's it's a real thing? I don't know, man. Like, I, 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 I kind of want to put myself in the position of, okay, let's say it was a reality and the 49ers were confronted with the, the, like, the legitimate choice between Tom Brady and Trey Lance. Like, I can understand that being difficult. And I can understand that being maybe it's an easy decision to make. Trey Lance, you're hanging out for another year, man. You know, but at the same time, I feel like you're, you're approaching and, and, and and the Rams would laugh at me for saying this because their GM just went to their Super Bowl parade in a shirt that said, fuck them picks. Okay. <laughs> you know, and, that, I, and shout out to him, man. It worked. It finally worked. And they got close before. So it's, you know, it's obviously working. But it's almost to me approaching a little bit of carelessness. Like you just traded a total of three first round picks and a third round pick in order to have Trey Lance in your building. And if you want Tom Brady now, the Tampa Bay's not dumb enough to take him off their roster already. They're going to hold on to him on their retired list. That way, they own the rights to him. And if a team wants him, they're going to have to trade for him. So now you're going to have to trade for Tom Brady. And you're also completely eliminating. Now, Tom Brady's not going to be expensive if that magical scenario were somehow to happen. He's going to take a super sweet deal. So he finally gets to play with his childhood team and his parents get to come to every game, all that stuff. Now, but like I said, you're you're now erasing what is it? Two fifths, I guess you could say. Not not even two fifths. One half of the 
the hugely beneficial good quarterback on a rookie contract deal. You know, you're just you've given up all these picks to have this guy, and one of the biggest benefits, if he works out, is the fact that he's cheap. And now you're kind of pushing that to the side, and he's not even that cheap. He's a third overall pick, so there's still some serious money going to Trey Lance. And now you're paying Tom Brady as well to let Trey Lance sit for another year, and you're eliminating so much more of that benefit of having that good quarterback on a rookie contract. And just for having Tom Brady for one, maybe two years, what is he, like 43, 42? I don't know. They say it so many times on TV, you'd think I'd know. But I just it just seems like a bridge too far for me. Like, it just seems a little reckless, a little careless, a little silly, a little, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Tom Brady will be 45 in August. <laughs> Whatever. So it just seems a little silly. But again, if the 49ers legitimately found themselves in a situation where they, they were presented with Tom Brady or Trey Lance, would I fault them for going the other way? I guess not. <laughs> but it just seems so wild. It just seems two from the hip. I don't know, man. Is that making sense? Yeah, just because it's it's Tom Brady. No matter – he could be 55 and you think twice about, hey, maybe I should bring him in because of how successful he's been wherever he goes, where, how, whenever he plays. The greatest and, quarterback of all time wants to play on my team. Yeah. If, yeah, I'm going to think twice. I'm going to give him an opportunity to do so. And why wouldn't you? So, yeah, it'd be – I feel like – it would be weird not to give it a, a second thought or just think about it. But again, um, it, it would probably be a bigger indictment on Lance, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be for sure. And and to me, unless there's something that they know and nobody else knows, it seems like it's time. Like, roll with it, man, because the possibilities are, are limitless. And, you know, success with Tom Brady, maybe a ring, I don't know. But it's only going to mean that for maybe a year or two. And success with Lance could get you – 10 years of, of who knows what, what, how far he can go. So to me, that's a bit more exciting, but again, not necessarily completely discounting it or ridiculing it, but it just seems a little crazy. It's, it seems a little silly, but I think that, I think that wraps it up, bro. Yeah. Like we, we covered Lance. We're going to cover Lance a lot more this off season. I'm <laughs> sure this is a, this is one of many to go. Right, right, right. And I think I just saw Akash tweet that he just watched man in the arena arena which is a great series by the way i think it's on amazon about tom brady um i think it was amazon maybe it's hbo uh, it's i can't i can't keep a track tom of all brady these. doc right yeah and it's really good it's good but i think he said something to the effect of like i'm ready to run it back with tom brady but whatever he's um, coming i know i know well all right guys Hopefully uh, you didn't mind my uh, my little vacation. Sorry if I if I let you down, but I promise you I had a good time, and I promise you I need it. Shout out to the uh, Kasner JV baseball team who was down five to three going into their last at bats, and we came back around to the top of our lineup. We had three hits in a row, and then the fourth hitter hit a double, brought in two runs to tie it up. Pass ball, runner comes in, hits the plate uh, for the walk off win. Um, shout out to the Kasner JV baseball team coached by the one and only Rob Louder. Um, definitely was the coaching that got us that win too, for sure. Dubs. Love for it. Sure. How many, um, pinch runners did you use? Uh, not one. Oh, 
really just because it's JV baseball, the whole point is to kind of let everybody get a chance to experience playing baseball. And so I try not to like move too much around. Uh, you know, we have, we had, I had 50 total kids on this team, two teams I had to split them up. I have two teams of 25 one. They both practice and play once a week. And so, I mean, if you know anything about baseball, 25 is a ridiculous number for a team. They're usually That's like, tough. I don't know. That's the max 14, in our high school, I believe. 15. So um, to see 25 kids jump up and, and run out of the, the dugout to, uh, to greet the guy that, that scored on the pass ball and jumping up and down. And as ridiculous as it was, it was pretty awesome. So I had to uh, give the shout out to the Casmer JV baseball team um, because I know they all listen to the pod and they're going to all hear this, but I don't think they listen to this. But <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. Well, dude, thanks for coming on, man. Thank you for, uh, for making time in your evening after hanging with the homie and going out and getting a little drinks. Hey. You didn't slur though, bro. You sounded good. Never know. Um, thanks for having me on. Anytime this offseason, we'll do it. You know, um, you know, I'm not shy about bugging you. Yeah, um, it'll be an interesting offseason. I think it'll be a little more quiet than we expect, but still, uh, with this team, man, there's there's always news. Well, combine, free agency, all that shit's right around the corner. So we'll be on it. There'll be plenty of shit to talk about in 49ers land like they all are. But hey, KP, appreciate you. Thank you very much, my friend. Thank you to our listeners out there for listening to Striking Gold, making it what it is, doing the damn thing. And I guess we are officially taking our step down the road of the 2022-23 season um, by inducting in the Trey Lance era and all the bullshit takes that are going to come with that. Can't wait. Um, But thank you for listening to the pod. That's KP. I'm Rob. This is Striking Gold. And we're signing out. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.